Please listen carefully. Hello, and welcome to Caveat Realtor with Virginia Realtors, where we discuss the real issues that realtors face. I'm Kate Orslan. And I'm Jessica Toon. Remember, Caveat Realtor is meant to provide general legal information. Nothing we discuss should be considered as legal representation or legal advice. We'd like to thank our sponsor, Virginia Housing Development Authority. I hope, dear listeners, that you are all well aware that we recently published our 100th episode. And um, if you haven't listened to it, stop right now, go back, listen again, take a gander, enjoy it. It's a treat. And with our 100th episode, we were surprised with super cool Caveat Realtor t-shirts by the Virginia Realtors marketing team. And fun update, cake. We got a cake. Thanks, marketing team. Super excited. Um, Yeah, so, but now, Kate, our listeners, you, listeners, have the opportunity to score your own exclusive limited-run Caveat Realtor t-shirt. These shirts cannot be bought, people. I think that makes them priceless. I agree. So, to enter... Leave us a review of our podcast wherever you listen. Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play. I don't know. Take a screenshot of your review. And you can submit it to us two ways. The first being by direct message to the Virginia Realtors Instagram account, which is at Virginia Realtors. Or if you haven't joined the Instagram fad, you can email it to legal at virginiarealtors.org. Okay, to submit it, you need to submit it by 11.59 p.m. on June 20th, 2019. If you're listening to it in the future, I'm sorry you missed the promotion. Um, And one winner will be selected at random for this, what I would call, opportunity of a lifetime. Yeah, really. It really does. So thanks for your support. We look forward to having a winner selected at random. Yes. And then you can wear your t-shirt. All summer long. I'm wearing mine right now. Well, she is. Can confirm. (laughs) So we recently did an episode on the Do Not Call list and the Virginia Telephone Privacy and Protection Act. Exciting stuff. And that's great for when you're calling, texting, faxing consumers. Do people still fax? It's 2019, Kate. I don't... Yeah. (laughs) I hope not. At hospitals, they do, I know. That's true. I think I've sent a fax at some point. In your life? No, I'm like, oh, in, like recently. In, the, in the year. Okay. In the past year. Oh, yeah, well, that's very good. But um, moving on from faxing, Kate, <laughs> focus. Let's shift and discuss another type of communication that you have with your clients or potential clients, and that is emails. Definitely dun, dun, more emails dun. than faxes. So many emails. Yeah. I delete most of the ones that go to my personal inbox. Same, same. So much spam. Yep. Promotional emails. I don't need 20% off of things I don't buy. Hmm. True. (laughs) So. Can confirm. Can confirm. (laughs) The Can Spam Act, more like Cannot Spam Act. Stop spamming me, Act. (laughs) Uh, It actually stands for Controlling the Assault of Non-Solicited Pornography and Marketing Act. Oof. Establishes rules for commercial emails and requirements for what those messages must include. We're going to go out on a limb here and assume that you are not sending sexually explicit advertisements as part of your real estate business. And please, so we, please don't tell us otherwise. <laughs> 
so let us stay on, <laughs> let us stay on that limb blissful, blissfully unaware so we will not get into those requirements but should you decide that is something you are going to do make sure you check what those additional requirements are and comply with them um that's important but hopefully you're not doing that Right. So let's get into the other the other part of the Can Spam Act. What is a commercial email? That is any electronic mail message, the primary purpose of which is the commercial advertisement or promotion of a commercial product or service. This would mean that anytime you're sending an email that promotes or advertises your services. And most of the Can Spam Act would not apply to emails that are transactional or based on a previous relationship, meaning facilitates an already agreed upon transaction or updates a customer about an ongoing transaction, but those still cannot contain false or misleading routing information. Important to note. Right. Still need to be truthful and kind of where the message is coming from. If it's a combination of both commercial and transactional, then to see whether the CAN Spam Act applies in its entirety, look to the primary purpose of the email and ask how the recipient would interpret both the subject line and the body of the message to determine whether the email is more commercial or more transactional. So once we know the email is commercial and the Can Spam Act applies in its entirety, what what does that mean? Let's look at the main requirements for the Can Spam Act. Okay, um, so they are first: do not use false or misleading header information. What this means is that you're from to routing information must be accurate and identify the person or business who sent the email. Next, do not use a deceptive subject line. I can't be tricking people into opening your email. Then you also need to identify the message as an ad. It needs to be done so in a way that is clear and conspicuous. You also need to tell recipients where you're located. So a physical, valid postal address, which can be a PO PO box. You need to tell recipients how to opt out of receiving future emails. You need to honor those opt-out requests promptly, so you must be able to process opt-outs at least 30 days after you send your message. And you must honor recipients' opt-out requests within 10 business days, and you cannot charge a fee for being removed from the list. And finally, you must monitor what others are doing on your behalf. The law is clear that you cannot contract away your legal responsibilities when you hire another company to send emails on your behalf. If you do violate an act, each email in violation can have a penalty of up to $42,530. That's a lot of money. If you've hired a marketing company to send emails out on your behalf, remember Jessica just said that you had to still monitor what they're doing, and the emails they send violate the Can Spam Act, then you and the marketing company can be liable. So again, you can't contract those rights away. Uh, further, you also need to remember that if you're sending emails with misleading claims about your services, you may be subject to truth in advertising laws as well. So um, there are some other laws that can come into play if you're just sending out false advertising. Right, that's important to note. And further, there are criminal penalties for some of the more malicious behavior, such as accessing someone else's computer to send spam without permission, using false information to register for multiple email accounts or domain names, relaying or retransmitting multiple spam messages through a computer to mislead others about the origins of the message, 
harvesting email addresses or generating them through a dictionary attack, and that means trying sequential email addresses in hopes of getting some hits, or taking advantage of open relays or open proxies without permissions. We mentioned those because they're some of the more serious penalties, but those definitely require more intent and more general computer knowledge, right? Most people aren't just dealing with proxies. Can confirm. (laughs) (laughs) There is also a Virginia-specific law that addresses the transmission of spam and the falsification of email information or software to facilitate the falsification of the transmission information for emails. It is criminalizing the behavior of spoofing or masking a transmission information in the email. Okay. So more on the criminal side of spam. Right. So before we take it to the legal hotline, here's a message from our sponsor. VHDA works with realtors all over Virginia to offer down payment grants and loans for first-time homebuyers. Find the right solution for your client and locate a VHDA-approved lender near you. Just visit vhda.com. All right, Kate. Do I need to follow the rules of the CAN-SPAM Act for my communications with clients? CAN-SPAM Act applies to commercial messages. If you're emailing with a client about a transaction, that is likely not going to be considered commercial messages. If, however, you are advertising additional services, then you likely need to make sure that you are adhering to the requirements of the CAN-SPAM Act. If I follow the CAN-SPAM Act requirements, is that all I need to worry about in my email communications? Well, not exactly. Remember, if you're advertising services, you need to make sure that you are complying with the disclosures required by the Virginia regulations and, as a realtor, the Code of Ethics. For example, an individual sending email advertisements would also need to include her name, the firm's name, the city and state in which her place of business is located, and the jurisdictions in which she holds a license. So at least Virginia, maybe other states if they're licensed there. All right, Kate, last question. I get so much spam. Why do I need to adhere to the rules? If no one else follows the rules, why should I? Excellent question. Of course, we don't actually get that question on the legal hotline, but just in case anyone's thinking about it, we're here to remind you that there are hefty fines for not complying with the Can't Spam Act. And even if you don't want to comply, remember, potential clients will not be charmed by getting spammed and will probably do as I do, which is just delete the emails if they don't take that extra step to actually report you for violating the law. Right. All right, so let's talk about limiting your risk. Make sure your company has written procedures to comply with the Can Spam Act and brokers make sure that you train your agents on compliance. Make sure you are also consistently enforcing those rules. Confirm with your vendors who send communications on your behalf that they understand the CAN-SPAM Act and are following it. Monitor communications that are being sent out and confirm that they are compliant. Caveat Realtor is a weekly podcast with episodes released every Tuesday. Our podcast is available for streaming through iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. Subscribe to our podcast to get automatic updates when we have new episodes and rate us. Remember, members of Virginia Realtors have access to our legal hotline where we can provide you with legal information. You can access the legal hotline on the Virginia Realtors website under the legal tab on the four members section. 
make sure you are logged in to see this page. Thanks for joining us. Bye. Although the members of this podcast are attorneys, the legal information in this program is not a substitute for personalized legal advice from an attorney licensed to practice in your jurisdiction. The information provided by Virginia Realtors is general reference work as a public service and does not constitute solicitation or provision of legal advice. We provide this general legal information on an as-is basis. We make no warranties and disclaim liability for damages resulting from its use. Legal advice must be tailored to the specific circumstances of each case, and laws are constantly changing. The information provided in this program should not be used as a substitute for the advice of competent counsel. This has been a production of Virginia Realtors, copyright 2019. This podcast features the song Please Listen Carefully by Jazar, available under a Creative Commons Attribution Share Alike license.